He's Christian. He's Jimmer. New intro. I'm working on it. Welcome back to Two Physical Therapists and a Bag of Chips. Guess what? Real chips today. No vegan chips. Not have anything against vegan chips, but I know I'm going to like these. Denver Chip Company, handcrafted and locally made. And guess what? When you open the bag, it looks like chips inside. There's chips inside. There's real chips in there. Woohoo! But before we get to the chips, we will review, we'll talk about MCL and injuries. Medial collateral ligament. So, it's on the inside of your knee. It's Hence the ligament the term on the inside. Medial. Exactly. The uh, anatomy is basically two layers, a superficial and a deep portion. The deeper portion connects to the joint capsule and then can cause occasionally some sort of issues with your medial meniscus. Yeah, it does have some fibers running into the medial aspect of the medial meniscus. Overall, it sounds like it's pretty thick when you talk about two layers, but it's really thin. It's really thin, it's flat, it's broad-ish. Wide-ish. Yeah. Compared to the other ones around there. Yeah. We like to say that the lateral collateral ligament is kind of like a pencil or mm -hmm. your pinky, mm -hmm. round and thick. Mm -hmm. And the inside is almost like a piece of paper. Broad and thin. Yeah. I like S the term broad. Broad, broad is I a like good term. You wide. know what's interesting is that these chips have a sister company that starts with broad. Really? Really. See how we link that? We'll, that talk, about, well we'll talk about that later. Well done. MCL. MCL injuries. Typically what you'll feel is you'll have pain on the inside of your knee, swelling, loss of range of motion, potentially some instability, weakness, and usually there's some trouble walking. Yeah, because the MCL tightens up at the last 10, 15 degrees of extension. So if you have an injury, you don't want to put any tension on it. Mm -hmm. So you'll see people walking with uh, their knee in consistent flexion, which is a very specific gait that is easy to find in airports or train stations or other places where you can sit down and observe people walk, which is a hobby of mine. It's, it's really hard to turn that part of the brain off. Yeah. You'll be at the grocery store, you'll be like, ooh, that's weird. Yeah, that looks like a left hip. Should I talk to that person? No. <laughs> may, may, I don't, People uh, frown upon that when you when you walk up to them and go like, it looks like you got a lower back problem. Here's my card. <laughs> <laughs> we should try that, though. Oh, man. 40% of all injuries at the knee are ligament injuries. Okay. And it's between 8 and 29% of that that are MCL injuries. Okay. So it is the most commonly injured ligament in the body. It's because a lot of times when you have a, like, a, like a torque injury, you injure maybe the ACL, but you almost always injure the MCL as well. So mm -hmm. it's kind of a... Um, it's kind of the first line of protection for your ACL injury. Yep. And, your, <clears throat> and your meniscus. So it tends to be like almost a breaking point that it goes first to try to protect other stuff potentially yep that um, makes sense it's a good warning sign if you start to hurt that you'll you'll stop something before maybe you, you go too far hopefully i mean maybe yeah. a lot of times that's uh it's one of those instantaneous injuries you land after going up for a rebound or yep planting cutting those are big ones those are big big provokers uh, the rate is about 0.24 per 1,000, so that equates to about 75,000 per year that are diagnosed officially. Are these isolated? Yeah. Okay. Which seems low, right? Yeah. I mean, it seems pretty low. But I guess if your main injury is an ACL, then the MCL maybe doesn't get reported. Or... Yeah. Or you have a meniscus tear, they don't talk about that as much, or you have a bone bruise. 
I mean, and these are probably all injuries that people show up to, let's say, the emergency room for, or to an orthopedist for, versus like somebody hurts their MCL and their knee's a little sore for a couple weeks. Yep, a little swollen, and they don't really, walk it off. They don't really do much about it. Usually soccer players, because they're so tough. Yeah. Uh, data, male to female, is really weird. Per studies, females are more likely during high school, but males are more likely during college. It's really doesn't have a preference male to female. That seems to be more incidental than actually based on likelihood. Could be that, you know, high school females with the increase in valgus and Q angle, they might be more susceptible to straining their MCL. Potentially, and then more males are playing sports in college than females, potentially. I yeah, mean, and there's, there's like... There's a lot of variability. There's alcohol and... and hey, watch this. Making. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most likely sports, skiing around here is high on the list. Football, soccer, wrestling, hockey, rugby. So pretty much every sport I've played. Yeah, and the, you know, the sports where you plant and cut. Yeah. So running, planting, cutting. And ones where people are throwing themselves at your legs. Soccer, yeah. football, rugby, wrestling. Hockey, hopefully not, but you see it every once in a while. It does happen. Yeah. Hockey has a lot to do with the skating stride. You tend to find kind of like an A-frame support where you're putting a lot of tension on the inside of your knee uh, during turning in particular, but also just in general. It's a good way to get your edges in the ice. So that sort of sets it up. There's a lot of potential for people to land on you from the outside in that position, which causes, again, that, that valgus stress, so the knee kind of opening up on the inside. Kind of like Eric Jack Johnson yesterday. Very similar to that. Yeah. Poor, poor Eric. Tough, tough game there. Tough loss. Yeah. Any news on Grubauer? Uh, I didn't even, I just, I don't know. I got to assume he pulled a groin or something. It looked like it. I mean, I don't, it didn't he couldn't look obvious, stand on but it. He but wasn't, he was not getting up. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Go abs. We'll see. Uh, grading for MCLs is actually probably the most consistent across the board. It's not as random, I don't think. So grade one is a, a pain on your MCL with no gapping or instability. I mean, so if it hurts there, but you know your your tension is still good, then it's a grade one. Grade so that, two, the stress test is hand on the outside of the knee, mm -hmm. pulling the ankle out. So mm -hmm. you apply medial or in inward pressure on the knee. Yes, very yeah. good. So then you get pain. It's a grade one. Grade one. Grade two is a partial gapping or or at thirty degrees of knee flexion. So that means that there's more laxity on one side versus the other. Makes sense. Yeah. There's yeah. also pain. And these are, and these are actually, these are actually once you felt them a couple of times, they're really easy to assess. Yeah. The, the, the feeling is pretty distinct. They're very straightforward. And a grade three is when there's essentially gapping with no end feel. So that means that that ligament is no longer intact at yeah. all. And if you approach uh, end range, you get kicked in the face. Usually. Or punched. It's, or a, pr it's a pretty good indication. Uh, with those grades, you'll see recovery times, again, fairly consistent across the board. Grade 1 is around 10 days or so for people to feel pretty much back to normal. A grade 2, I think, is much more variable than the other ones. I mean, they say in the short end it's about 20 days. On the long end, I'd also put it closer to 60. It just kind of varies a little bit more. On average, they say it's 23.2 days. Ooh, I like that. So uh, it's pretty darn specific. A grade three, so a full tear there is about 60 days. So a full a full two months pretty commonly used there. So those are the 
those are what we say on average. So keep that in mind. It's just averages. Um, additional injuries we see with MCLs, medial meniscus damage, which has to do with that relationship between the, the banding and the capsule. And so if the, the MCL tears and it's attached to the meniscus, it's possible that the meniscus goes with it. Uh, bone bruising, um, this is particular to the lateral compartment because if you tear your inside portion, it's gapping, and then you're kind of smashing together the outside portion together a little bit there. Uh, ACL tears, uh, very often you see an ACL and an MCL tear together. You can get avulsion injuries, so this tends to happen more in, in youthful individuals, younger individuals, where their, their bone is softer than the strength of the tension of the ligament, and so the bone pulls off, which sounds worse, but it's actually easier to come back from in most cases. Uh, you see other sorts of fractures involved with this, uh, compression fractures. This has a lot to do with that bone bruising as well. You see patella dislocations uh, and then capsular corner injuries, which is a whole other thing that we'll probably have to get its own podcast for at some point. I like it. Yeah. Uh, bracing on these, yes, it seems to help both preventatively and post-injury to protect the knee. So those big braces you see like offensive linemen in football wear, they do a pretty darn good job protecting the inside and outside of the knee. Not so much for the ACL, but in terms of MCL, bracing does seem to, to be a pretty good, at least in the short term, to help protect and make you feel better. Yes. You can also use tape. Yeah, you can tape it up. There's a lot of good taping techniques out there for that. Uh, MCL injuries, like we said, pretty darn common. Recovery times, 10 to 60 days with an average of 23.2. There you have One of the, um, the things that I'd like to point out real quick is that a lot of times you can have pass answering injuries too that can mimic an MCL mm-hmm. as far as uh, from a pain standpoint. So pass answering is a, a group of tendons that attach to the tibia just below the MCL attachment. Um, tendons that come from the hip, the thigh, um, and so, you know, you can have a, a, an injury there that can mimic pain along the inside of the knee. So, just thought I'd throw that in there. Another thing to pay attention to. And there you have it. Yeah. Um, and there's a bursa there as well, so sometimes it can be pezanserine bursitis, which is... Fun to say. Yes, it is. Let's go to trivia time. Dude, this was a good one, because we had so many good answers. We had a ton of answers this week. Which U.S. state can be written using only one row of a keyboard? The answer is Alaska. You can use the uh, the middle row of the keyboard, I guess we could call that. The one that starts with A. Uh, well done, Mike, Elsie, Grant Schumann, TJ, the Breakaway PT, Kate. And I'm giving Natasha credit, but she always comes in with silly answers. Yeah. Did, did TJ have it too? Yeah. Yeah. Nice job, TJ. Well done, guys. TJ just moved back. Back to school? Yeah. Oh, nice. Good. Well done, TJ. Yeah. If if Iowa were spelled with an E, you could do it too. Iowa. I-O-W-E. Top row. Or the U. Iowa. I-O-U. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. This week's trivia is good. So this one's much harder. How many countries does the equator pass through? There are two acceptable answers, whether or not you go through land or through the waters of said country. There you have it. So... I like this one. This was good. I had never even thought of this, but that's um, yeah. 
That's a good geography. For bonus points, if you can name all the countries. But yes. We'll send you a bag of chips. Maybe. Wow. Yeah, maybe this is not. It's getting pretty intense. Nowadays with the post office, you may not get it. They got funded yesterday. Yeah. Sort of. We'll kind see. of, in a way. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hopefully. Chip time! Ooh. So, Denver Chip Company, we're using the original flavor here today. I actually spoke with the one of the brothers from Denver Chip Company over the phone a few weeks ago. He told me kind of the history of the company. So, Denver Chip Company was based off of something that they had going on in, in Indiana, the Broad Ripple Chip Company. Uh, Dad was working for the Great Harvest Bread Company, had some extra space, and decided that he'd get into the potato chip game. Over the first few years, they saw some really big growth, and uh, it took off. So Brad River Chips, same sort of recipe as you'll see here with Denver Chip Company. Uh, in 2017, the Denver Chip Company came to Colorado. It's been pretty darn successful in Indiana. The best place to find them is going to be Whole Foods. I found them at, uh, at Amazon. Ooh. So, yeah. They, uh, they're out in Lakewood, I'm pretty sure. Yep, right on the, off of Wattsworth. There's, Wattsworth. That's where their chippery is. The chippery, which is a great name. It's off of Wattsworth Boulevard, um, just south of, uh, I would think, Alameda. So in 2016, this was voted Chip of the Year for America. Fantastic. So that's that's pretty big. The, the Sweet and Spicy was also voted uh, the Chicago Chip Reviewers Chip of the Year. So... So, so for, for, for uh, reference to last week's chip, these chips also contain no preservatives, hmm. no trans fats, no MSG, and are gluten-free. So they're almost as healthy as the vegan ones. Oh, well, that's good. So the original seasoning here, it's a salted kettle chip with hints of garlic and onion. Uh, next week, we'll get into the sweet and spicy, which is the original base with an early sweet and a late habanero kiss. So that'll be something to look forward to there. Uh, they only come in four ounce size bags at the moment. Uh, you can find them here in, uh, in King Supers, kind of at their grocery locations. It should be in all of them by the end of February. And their facility, yeah, west side of Denver, there in Lakewood. So if you see them, whether it's Denver Chip Companies or Broad River Ripple Chip Company. Try them out. Give me, give me a shot. These, these are going to be good. I already know these are going to be interesting, good. Interesting brothers, interesting story. And then uh, chip to air ratio, 33%. Got to support your local chip company, though. So if you're a chipper, chip away. We're going in. So these are russet potatoes, a little uh, skin on the edges, nice coloring to them. Huh. And it's good crunch. Great crunch. Tastes like a chip. Yep. No strange silly aftertaste. A little onion in it. Yep. Get some onion. A little touch of garlic there as well. Mm -hmm. Just as advised. I mean, you can tell these are, uh, are small batch chips. I mean, the variability and consistency from one chip to the next, the difference in colors. It's nice. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can taste the potato, right? The Russian potato comes through. <clears throat> you don't lose but that. Super crunchy, even on the thin ones. Mm -hmm. Oh, these are good. I mean, and it's a good thing they only come in a four-ounce ch chip. 
Yeah, you just crush them. Then you just polish these off with a half a beer and yeah, pretty pretty. Pop easy. another one. Hmm. Well done, Denver Chip Company. Yeah, guys. I'm gonna go two thumbs up, and that's solely because of the the hint of onion. And you know me and onion. Yeah, you're not a big onion. Guy. Um. So I'm yeah. looking forward to next week's chips because they're gonna rock it. They're gonna be, they're gonna have some sweetness. Um. But I love I love the fact that they're a local yeah. company. Yeah. And I love the fact that they are small batch. Uh, this is for the connoisseur. It's like when you like beer, you have the um, the microbrew Absolutely. for your local brewery. Yep. I'm also going to go with two thumbs up here today. Really good chip. Definitely dangerously edible. Well done. If you want no more information, I'm pulling a line out of your repertoire. Do it. Uh, www.denverchip.com. There you go. Again, support your local chip company. Definitely. And, and help these guys out. Thank you for listening today. Next week, we're going to go over LCL injury and then review the sweet and spicy Denver Chip Company chip. So we're going to flip sides of the knee. I like it. I'm going to flip sides of uh, the chip. There we go. If you like today's episode, please tell your friends, follow, review, subscribe. If you want more information about MCL injury, just give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter throughout the week. We will be posting a bunch of things there. If you want more information on rebound therapy, head to our website, reboundclinic.com. He's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.